ComC.com is your home for buying, selling, and flipping all of the hottest trading cards. Their consignment marketplace is home to over 23 million cards across all major eras and genres. With a ComC.com account, you can purchase cards from different sellers over time and ship them home together later or immediately reprice them for sale on the ComC marketplace to try and flip. To continue serving collectors as our hobby grows, ComC is actively hiring for a range of different roles. Learn more and apply online at ComC.com jobs. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. It is Super Bowl weekend. Actually, by the time you hear this, the Super Bowl will be over, and you will know if Tom Brady did more to solidify his place in football history or if Patrick Mahomes continued his early rise with another Super Bowl victory. You will all know that by the time you hear this. I do not know that sitting here on Saturday, the day before the big game. But looking forward to spending some time with family watching that game this this weekend, as well as opening the shop up and, and continuing the shop business. It's been a lot of fun doing that. Get to see people that come into the shop every weekend and just can't believe how much fun I've had doing the shop. We are also sitting here in central Illinois getting ready to go through a nice little cold snap. I think we're going to have some single-digit highs, which I love because that means the backyard pond behind the house gets nice and frozen, and we'll be able to get outside for some more ice skating, which we just have a ton of fun with. So I enjoy all seasons. I enjoy the, the warmness of summer and getting outside and doing those types of things, but I also enjoy getting outside and doing those wintertime activities too. I don't know if you cared about that or not, but just thought I'd share. Those are some of the things that are on my mind on this Saturday morning. Well, today's topic is going to be about another art-focused set, and that is the Topps Game Within the Game set. And I'm going to share a little bit more about that set if you are not familiar with it. And I am also going to be having a conversation with the Game Within a Game artist, Paul Jenis. And so that is going to be the primary segment of the show, but... Before we do that, I thought I would give kind of a little bit of a rundown about what this set is all about if you're not familiar with it. I actually just put out a blog post this week on the Game Within a Game set and did a full kind of photo checklist with the print runs and those types of things. But in early 2020, Topps announced a partnership with Paul Jenis to launch this new product on Topps.com. It was going to be called Game Within a Game and would feature a card based on an original oil painting from Paul. And the cards would be released about one per month, and like the other on-demand sets, it would be printed to order, and it would only be available during that specified order window. Well, Aaron Judge was card number one, and he sold 3,089 copies. And throughout the rest of 2020, the, the print runs varied widely. Nico Horner had the smallest print run at 1,492, and Mike Trout garnered the most sales with 6,661. And that was card number 12 in December. Interestingly, there's a, a fun fact that the Lewis Robert card printed and shipped without the RC designation, but Topps reprinted the card with the logo, and all of the customers who purchased that card directly from Topps received that second card. 
Well, 2021 is going to be a brand new continuation of that that set with a brand new design. And so the borders that we saw in the, the first year are gone and it's now a full bleed style. And in addition, the new releases will fall every three weeks this year. So there'll be a few more cards released throughout the year. The first card, and you'll hear us talk a little bit about this in the interview is, is Ronald Acuna Jr. And it is still gonna be available for a few more days by the time you're listening to this, if you're listening at release. And actually, I just received my order. I ordered them early on, and they're actually shipping them prior to the window closing. So I actually have some of these in hand, and they look remarkable. So check out waxpackhero.com. You can see that full breakdown for more. And you can also see the full photo checklist with print runs that I put together. I also want to remind you to check out Underdog Events and Collectibles. They're an online shop run by collectors for collectors, and they break new product every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday night. You can check them out at www.udogcollect.com to see what they're breaking this week. And you can also subscribe on YouTube. It's a great way. That's the, the one of the best platforms to watch those live breaks. Once you've registered on the site, you can watch it on YouTube. And you can check out their Facebook group as well for a lot of dialogue and interaction with other collectors so check them out at www.udogcollect.com and tell them waxpack hero sent you let's go ahead and get into the conversation with paul paul thanks for joining me today oh it's my pleasure thanks for having me on your blog yeah no problem I, i'm glad we get a chance to talk at, you know with i love talking with different artists who are producing sports art and it's had such a resurgence over this last few years, it seems like. Every time I get a chance to talk with somebody who's, who's releasing sports art for fans, it's one of those things I just look forward to because everybody's got their own unique perspective on it. So thanks again for joining us. I wanted to just start by introducing some of what you have done throughout your career to those uh, listeners who may not be as familiar with with you in the past and from from your past your work has spanned portraits it's spanned murals uh, it's been on various collectibles it can be found in in numerous books magazines hospitals churches and other facilities around the country how did the relationship with tops and the idea for sports art come to life well, actually, when I started out as an illustrator um, in New York, I always had an interest in sports, but Golf Magazine had hired me uh, as a semi-regular for their, um, it was Golf, I don't, it wasn't Golf Digest, I forget the, um, it's the, it was the other big one there. And so I enjoyed doing their instructional stuff. Uh, or if they had one of their pro golfers in there. So I had done some of that early on. I came back to it later in life through actually uh, my uh, brother-in-law had mentioned to me, he wanted to show my work to, they had a connection with the Vander Holyfield. And he said, Paul, you don't have any sports stuff I could show you currently in your and I was like, yeah, you know what? He's right. <laughs> um, so I, I went ahead and I, I, that's when I did a portrait of Odell Beckham at the time, two, three years ago, he was in his prime, um, you know, with the New York Giants. And uh, that's how it, it started from there. And then one thing led to the other. 
And then when did the, the relationship with Tops come into play? How did that come about? Okay, so I have a friend that works with Tops. He, he, uh, I grew up with him in high school, and uh, he's a venture capital guy, and he, he's involved with the Tops organization. And I, I talked to him. I never really got a chance to work with him in the 30 years. And I said, hey, Jim, can you... Um, can you set up an interview with uh, the head guy over there that I can just show him some of my work and talk to him? And, and he did. And um, I brought him in this big Odell Beckham painting. And uh, it was the funny thing was, it was like a player. It was almost the same format, big portrait and then an action shot. And I think with two action shots in this one. So um I think it kind of developed from there for us, you know, over a couple meetings, but they loved the painting. It was a large painting, so they knew it wasn't feasible for me to get these out on a regular basis. So it took me a while to figure out how am I going to be able to do this where I can afford to do it. Um, I can do it something that fits their format. and. Um, I first I did an Aaron Judge, which ended up being the first card. I did that as a sample piece. Okay. And they loved it. And so they ended up using that. But that is at least four times the size of the as the pieces I currently do, because it took a little longer to do. And I actually have a video, which uh, I think Tony will send over. Okay. Um, you, you can see how I actually... It took me uh, hours and hours of filming and editing to get it down to, you can see me actually create the piece. But finally I was able to do it. Uh, they said, look, it's gotta be fit a five by seven format. I said, you know what? I can do these uh, 10 by 14 and I take me a couple of weeks and I can, we, we can work together. Yep. So after weeks and weeks of meetings, we finally, uh, you know, came to an agreement and, and it was great. The series is called Game Within a Game. And I, I was wondering, did you come up with that name or was that directed by Tops? I think that was more directed by Tops. You know, I guess he they saw the little motion figure. I mean, my, that was my goal was like, okay, I want to be able to show the, the uh, athletic ability, whether it be the pitching or the hitting, uh, whatever was the player's best trait. And kind of, uh, that, and I added a bit of a strobing action to show that motion, feel of motion and power. At the same time, I wanted the large portrait to capture something about that particular person. Uh, uh, like in the Acuna one, um, I, I kind of talked uh, a little bit with Tony, uh, who's been handling, you know, the promotion stuff of my work. And I wanted to do a smiling one, which I hadn't done any. Most of them had been more static, stoic kind of a look. And I'm like, wow, this guy's got this fun spirit to him. I, you know, you think this is something we could do. And I think it was more on because he, he kind of agreed with me. I think, you know, Tops probably would have wanted more of my stoic look, but I'm glad, at least for the first one, we started it off with that happy, good feeling kind of uh, pose. Yeah, I can't wait to see that one in hand. You can just, the the joy or the exuberance in his 
uh, reaction, whatever had just happened in that game, yeah. it just comes really, it really comes through in the image online, you know, that, that everybody is looking at now, um, trying to decide if, the, if they're going to order or not. I can't wait to see that in hand and see, um, see how that looks in person. So yeah, th that smile, just like I said, yeah, the, the exuberance just really comes through on that. Now there's, there's one card released per month. And like you said, it takes you a couple of weeks to get them put together. And there's one release per month. The print runs for 2020 kind of ranged from a low of about 1500 with the Nico Horner up to over 6,500 with the most recent Mike Trout card. Right. Kuna is live now. It looks like Babe Ruth might be featured at some point in the future based on some images that I saw earlier. Yes. How are the subjects determined? Um, actually, well, one thing I just want to get straight, they'll, they'll be out every three weeks this time. There'll be 16 of them. Uh, but to be honest with you, in terms of player selection, this is where I confer both with Tony and the tops people uh, in terms of what, what are the collectors looking for? And, and Tony did a um, uh, kind of a survey online to get some input on that. And from that, along with uh, some of the things that, you know, he went back and forth with Tops, they composed a, a list of some great players. Now, do you determine which image the, the painting is based on, or are they supplying a, a variety of different options to pick from, or how does that happen? No, in the end, I mean, I literally look through thousands of photos, and that's a whole, that could be like a day and a half process. I just I just go on the Getty. I, I just grab what they call it's a, uh, it, it has an image, it has their name on the photo. So I don't care of that reference at that point. I just want to look at them all and I pick the best ones that I think. And I could pick as many as, oh, I, I've done uh, 30 large shots and 30 small of the small action figure. Sometimes I'll zoom in on a small action figure because I really like the close-up a lot. So from there, from an artistic point of view, you know, I start to get a feel for the player just based on the poses, what I think is going to work well with the different compositions. And then I go back and forth with Tony and Tops, get their input. And then the final one, I, I pretty much make the final decision because I know even though I know I want to give the collector what he wants, but I also know, look, I, I've seen a lot of baseball cards over the years and some, I mean, there, there's, you get some amazing stuff, but some are the most awkward poses or, or they, the teeth are just, <laughs> why did somebody choose that shot? Uh, so I, I use my own artistic uh, discretion. Like, you know what? It's gotta have, gotta look good. It's got to have something about the personality and it's got to say something about his town. If it has that criteria, all three of them were good. Well, recently a Facebook group was started as a way to connect fans of your work on this project together. Have you had a chance to interact much with, with your fans? Um, in the beginning I did more so, uh, but this is where I really needed, uh, Tony's help because look the, the goal of this is to get get this out to the collectors I mean I I don't even know how many people knew that this series was actually out there last year he's been great with that 
Um, there are times I'll interact, but quite honestly, uh, my daughter's looked at some of my comments <laughs> on the thing and she says, did Tony say that or did you say that? So, so I, um, I tend to stay a little bit on the sideline and I'm there when requested or if it's a good moment for me to chime in. I'm always accessible. I just, you know, I just want to make sure uh, I don't say something stupid. That's all. I, I know that's always something that is on our mind, but I also know that that more often than not, the fans love that that interaction. And so, okay. uh, yeah, as as much as that as much as that as you're comfortable with, I think uh, the fans would would love that. Uh, on a similar note, you know, this last year, like I had said before, had such a, a big push by tops and artists to to bring their work to light and through through your project, through Tops Living Set, through Project 2020. I was just curious if you've had a chance to connect with any of the other artists that are working with Tops on those different projects. No, the only one I've been able to connect with was uh, Blake. Mm -hmm. um, Blake Jameson, he was great. Uh, he gave me you know, a little insight into his, himself and his career. Um, and and that, was, that was great. Uh, honestly, the other ones I really don't know that much about. It's almost a lot of them are a little different type of art. They're a little more, I would say, designers, you know, design oriented, um, whereas mine is a little more, and pop culture, mine's a little more, I'm trying to bring this like high-end fine art quality look to the piece. That's kind of what I tried to sell tops on. I'm like, you know, you guys are saying, wow, look at that great thing you did with Odell Beckham, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, that's what I want to do for you if I can figure a way to do it. Yeah, that's that's great. And that's one of the things that I've loved about this focus is you get to see a variety of art from a variety of different artists and that everybody's got their own unique style. And I think to some extent, that's what's made it the most interesting for me. And, and your work with this project just adds on top of that. How has your participation with the project influenced you as an artist? You know, I, I would say one of the things it brought me a little bit back to my illustration roots um, before I got involved with this, let's say I would do a, a Supreme Court judge or a governor or something like that, you know, it would take me three months or so to do that type of painting. And um, it was a different process. This process is a little more, I want to do what expresses me. I want to do what fan collectors will collect. It's more, a little more commercial oriented, um, even though I'm adding the fine art element to it. So I think that combination of both sides of me, the illustrator and the fine artist are combining in a unique way here. How does it compare to some of the other work that you've done that has gone on to different collectibles? Okay, so Gone with the Wind, that was major at the time. We would go through all these photographs of, from the movie and, and most of the time, a lot of the time was, they were all black and white. And then I would have to, um, either do my own research i have to find a way to colorize it i think with them the process they were really tough in terms of uh, not that i i mean i'm sure uh you know uh, top sends is for, through a, an approval process too but 
honestly, there was one time uh, uh, the, the Ted Turner and Odin gone with the wind at the time, and they I had to come in to fix the eyelashes. So it was it was they really like if anything was slightly off. So it was great experience from uh, a discipline point of view. You had touched on earlier the the shift in working on more specific deadlines. You you touched on the shift of um, maybe the size of the originals that you were you were doing here, and you've talked about to some extent some of the things that you are doing now um, from a, a promotion or a social media perspective. Those all seem like things that have have forced you to maybe pivot a little bit or grow a little bit. I was I was curious also how you have grown throughout the project. What have you learned along the way that has influenced you um, as a as a person and and combining kind of your art with the business side of things too? Or is there anything that stands out that has made you grow and develop too? Yeah, I think. I didn't realize how much of an influence uh, social media was going to be with this process. And I, I just figured, okay, tops, here's the painting, put it on your site and people would just notice it's the quality of it and that's it. Well, that's not the way it goes. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, there's, I know so many artists out there that, uh, some who were incredible with social media and the art lacks, or some who were incredible artists and there's just no business sense at all. And there's no way for them to make a living because they don't have any business sense at all. I've had that uh, business sense, especially as an illustrator, I've had to reinvent myself a million times over. It's the only, it's the only way you survive as an artist. Um, and the good thing is that I've been able to paint all subject matter for me that's been a, a a big plus on my side so you know there are times I was doing uh high-end portraits uh somebody flew me out to Beverly Hills to paint their dogs um you know it's crazy what people want out there so I love it all I don't I mean I I do love it all this is nice because you know when you, you you get a little bit older I would love this to be uh place where I could land on and just finish my career off on. Have you had or has the project led to any other commissions direct from from fans? I've had some interest in, on it. They definitely uh, been some purchases of the uh, oil paintings and uh, some possible future ones. Yeah, there I I mean I think we'll we're going to do pretty well in that area as more and more people are exposed. This is this is going to be the year of really um, trying to brand my work and and put it out there. And uh, so I'm I'm really happy to be on your uh, you know interview and stuff like this is great for me. I appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, I'm I'm glad we're able to connect here. You talked about also earlier in the in the conversation how the cards were going to be released every three weeks this year. The design also changed a bit this year. We went from having a border to be a full kind of a full bleed shot. And so that was another little change for 2021. Anything else about what we might expect in 2021 that you can let the cat out of the bag on? Or do we just need to uh, kind of keep everything under wraps uh, for the until it's released? 
Okay, well, that was uh, actually Tony's idea, I, which I loved a lot, the change of the look. Uh, it will be a high-gloss card, which will really accentuate the colors and the fine art look, which will that'll be real nice. It's a full bleed, so you really get to look at the art. And the way I just have to be, make sure that when I design like the bottom of the painting, the Acuna, uh, the Acuna and other players, there will always be done in gold. So I just have to make sure the colors work to make that pop. Outside of that, the, you mean like a list of some of the players? And I can give you a little bit of that if you'd like. Well, yeah, if, if you're able to, uh, a couple of those, like I know we saw the, the Babe Ruth coming up. Yeah, I, I don't want to sure. get you in any trouble, but yeah, uh, things uh, like uh, that. Or, uh, you know, I know it looked like you might be offering some artist signature uh, yes. copies, you know, and making some of those types of things available. Um, was just kind of curious on what, what you were able to share about what might be coming. Okay, sure. I'll give you um, the ones that I know for sure um on the at least uh 13 of them some are these are great choices so we babe ruth will be next juan soto roberto clemente mookie betts don mattingly kyle lewis Derek jeter Kristen yellick tom siever i'm really excited about number 11 jackie robinson very cool. Uh, Wade Boggs and Ernie Banks. That's a, a great mix of both current superstars as well as the legends. And so that that's going to be be really cool. I can't wait to see these get released. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm excited about the list a lot. Paul, where can people find you? Where What's the best way for people to follow along with, with what you've got going on? Okay, so I think the best way to follow me is what Tony created uh, this um, – Game Within the Game, the Tops Game Within the Game Facebook page. That's number one. P. Genis Fine Art, uh, Instagram and Twitter. I believe that's correct. Anything else that you want people to know and uh, to take away from the conversation today? Well, yeah, let them know. Also, I mean, I'm, I'm, I do these uh, things uh, for Tops or whatever, but I am always open to do... Uh, painting commissions of, uh, you know, a, maybe a sports player outside of baseball or, or inside of baseball. I can do anybody they want. I mean, if, if you're doing a one-time painting and it's not being produced by copies, literally anybody is open to them. So uh, I'm always open for that. And, uh, you know, you can get in contact me through those different social medias there. I mean, I also have my uh, website, which is paulgenis.com, but uh, the baseball stuff you can mainly see through those those other pages there. Well, thanks again for, for joining me today. I can't wait to see what these upcoming releases are going to look like. Oh, that's great. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Thanks again to Paul for coming on and sharing a little bit more about his story and his journey to the Game Within the Game project. If you want to learn more, check out the blog post I wrote at waxpackhero.com on the Game Within a Game. It's got the photo checklist. It's got links to take you to Tops to purchase the most recent version. It also has links to take you to eBay. If you want to catch up and get some of the ones from last year that you missed, you can check that out at waxpackhero.com, and I'll have links in the show notes. 
You can also find the link to the Facebook group that Paul referenced in the show notes as well. If you want to jump in there and participate with other fans, I, I recently joined that about a month ago or so, and I've been having a lot of fun reading and hearing people's stories about the cards themselves, the artist prints, and those types of things. So check that out as well. And leave me a rating and review. I'd love to hear your feedback on your podcast app of choice. What do you like about the show? What don't you like about the show? I would love to hear that. So leave me a rating and review. I would really appreciate it. Well, thanks again for tuning in. That's all I have for you today. And so I will catch you next time.